Welcome to Lumos Maxima, the Rolling Library Podcast. My name is Demi Schwartz, a Hufflepuff. My name is Jessica Minecci, a Ravenclaw. It's time to turn on the light because Hogwarts is about to welcome you home. Hello, everyone. I can't believe this day is finally here. I know. It's our first ever episode of Lumos Maxima. So before we get into the content of this episode, we thought it'd be fun to let you guys get to know us a little bit by sharing our Wizarding World profile. So Jess, you can start. Hey guys, my name is Jessica. I am a Ravenclaw. My Patronus is a Borzo. I have an Elder Wand that is 10 and a quarter inches long with a Dragon Heart String Core. My favorite Hogwarts class is Defense Against the Dark Arts. My favorite characters in Harry Potter, I know I have four and that's a lot of them, but my favorite, <laughs> my, my favorites are Sirius, Lupin, Luna, and Hermione. Okay, wait, um, can we talk about Lupin real quick? Because it's his birthday today. Well, not when this, when this episode goes live, it's not, but right now when we're recording, it's his birthday. So shout out to Lupin. He is a fantastic werewolf and... He was arguably the best defense against the dark arts teacher. Yep. I mean, you can fight me yep. on that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally though. Like, I take him over Umbridge any day, and literally Umbridge is the worst character in the series. I'm sorry, she's worse than Voldemort. And I don't think there's a single person out there who thinks Umbridge is good. But if you're listening right now and you have something good to say about Umbridge, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite book is Prisoner of Azkaban because that's when we meet Lupin and Sirius. So that's my favorite book. My favorite Potter memory is um, when I was eight years old. So if you guys don't know this, I'm legally blind. So I read Braille. And when I was eight years old, I was perusing the bookshelf of my um, teacher's classroom. And there were the Harry Potter books on the top shelf. And of course, I couldn't reach them. And I was like, what are the books on the top shelf? And she's like, that's. <laughs> She was like, that's Harry Potter. She goes, that's a little bit higher level for you to read. And I was like, no, it's not. So I grabbed the first, vo- <laughs> I grabbed the first volume of the Sorcerer's Stone and I got started. So, Aww, I love it. So this is my turn. I'm Demi. My house is Hufflepuff and I'm a super proud Hufflepuff. My wand is sycamore wood, 11 and three quarters inches with a phoenix feather core. And it has surprisingly swishy flexibility, which is super cool. Swish um, and <laughs> swish and flick, everybody. Shout out to Flitwick. He literally, though, like, this leads me to my favorite class, even though I skipped my Patronus, which we'll go back to. But seriously, if I could go to Hogwarts and go to class, Charms would be my class because Flitwick is just adorable. He's, like, so talented at what he does, and he's just an adorable teacher, so I'd love to have him for charms, and also charms seems super cool. So, anyway, my Patronus is a white stallion. My favorite book is Deathly Hallows. My favorite character is Neville. I love him so much, and this brings me to my first favorite Potter memory, which is I got to meet Matthew Lewis, who, if you guys don't know, he plays Neville Longbottom in the movies. 
Another favorite memory of mine is going to the Wizarding World in Los Angeles for my 20th birthday. And lastly, I saw Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets live with an orchestra. So now that you guys got to get to know us a little bit, Jess, do you want to tell everybody what our topic of the episode is? Our topic is Luna Lovegood. In fact, the February issue of the Rolling Library magazine has an awesome article about Luna. Let's take a look. Let's take a glimpse into the articles in the latest issue of the Rolling Library magazine. Issue number 38, which is February's issue of the Rolling Library magazine, is out now. Unfortunately, we Mongols don't have our posts, so you can check this out on therollinglibrary.com along with the other issues. So let's take a look at the articles in this issue. First, we have an article called Harry Potter and the Vanishing Editor, which is all about J.K. Rowling's writing process. Next, we have my article, which is called Lots of Love for Luna Lovegood. Luna's birthday is on February 13th, so she was my first ever Character of the Month article. I'm going to be doing one of these every month, so stay tuned for more. We also have an article about the fifth book in the Cremorne Strike series, which is called Troubled Blood. You can check this article out for all the information that we know so far. There's also an article in here about the Tales of Beetle the Bard audiobook that's coming out very soon. And we have an article about Adalbert Waffling and some confusion that arose from Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban when the book was translated into other languages. It's very interesting. So you can check all these articles out in the issue. As usual, the issue ends with a Wizarding World crossword puzzle, which is always super fun to do. And there's a quote in here from J.K. Rowling. Jess, you want to read that? Sure, I'd love to. So Joe says, mostly they, kids, are really worried about Ron, as if I'm going to kill Harry's best friend. What I find interesting is only once has anyone said to me, don't kill Hermione. And that was after a reading when I said no one's ever worried about her. They see her as someone who is not vulnerable, but I see her as someone who does have quite a lot of vulnerability in her personality. This is such a thoughtful quote because I know for me, like when I first read it, I didn't really think of Hermione as a vulnerable character. But now that I'm giving more thought to it, I can definitely see where J.K. Rowling is getting her thoughts that she has a vulnerable personality. Yeah, it would be really interesting to do a character analysis about Hermione. And we might do that someday, so stay tuned. But right now, let's talk about our quote of this episode, our quote about Luna Lovegood. It's time for Quick Quotes Corner. The quote for this episode is from Chapter 21 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, called The Tale of the Three Brothers. Luna had decorated her bedroom ceiling with five beautifully painted faces. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Ginny, and Neville. They were not moving as the portraits at Hogwarts moved, but there was a certain magic about them all the same. Harry thought they breathed. What appeared to be fine golden chains wove around the pictures, linking them together. But after examining them for a minute or so, Harry realized that the chains were actually one word, repeated a thousand times in golden ink. Friends. 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 I love this part of the book. Um... Because this is the scene where we see Luna's bedroom for the first time. After imagining it for so long, the beautifulness of it just takes my breath away. And when we first meet Luna, she's kind of an odd character. And she appears lonely and without friends. 
But we also see this bring out the kindness in Harry's character because he opens up his heart when he sees her and he offers her a place in his friend group. Then throughout the books, Luna hangs out with everyone and shows them how brave, intelligent, and loyal she is. Her friends bring out the best in Luna and they remind us that a little bit of kindness and acceptance goes a long way to make someone feel happy and at home. This could never be more true, and this is one of my favorite parts of the book. I'm pretty sure I already said that, but, you know. I couldn't have said it better myself, and just taking into perspective what is going on in the wizarding world right now, there's a war going on, and for Harry to be under all of this stress, go to Xenophilius's and actually look up and see his face painted on Lena's ceiling, I couldn't imagine what that would have been like for him, because it just shows how loving and caring and kind Luna is and in a time with so much darkness this is just such a light moment so I love this part of the book too. We're going to delve deeper into Luna's character later in this episode but I think one of our special guests has arrived. (gasps) Who is it? (laughs) Hey it's Polly our owl. She's bringing us to wizarding news in the muggle world. Before we do our wizarding news, I just want to talk about how Polly got her name. So Demi and I were thinking about names for the owl, and we thought of Felix Felicis from the Good Luck Potion. But we also thought of Polly from the Polyjuice Potion, and Demi posted a poll on Twitter, and Polly won, so that's what we went with. And she's so cute. I love Polly. And she brought us news. Oh, this is literally just what made me think of. You're going to think I'm crazy. How, did you watch Blue's Clues when you were little? Yeah. <laughs> this is like mail time, but... <laughs> Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail mail. <laughs> no, so every time I get something in the mail, if it's a letter or a package, I go, you just got a letter. You just got a letter. You just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. <laughs> That's what I did, like literally at college. Every time I got a letter, I was like, like you used to do this. <laughs> and Sally, we still didn't get a Hogwarts letter, so that's just i i'm being disrespected want, by the alpes i want a hogwarts letter but i'm too old now but you know what in one of our pieces of news you might be able to get a hogwarts letter so should we get into that yes yes so first up this is something i'm super excited about the tales of beetle the bard audiobook comes out on march 31st which is coming up super quickly and features five wizarding fairy tales including the wizard and the hopping pot the fountain of fair fortune the warlock's hairy heart babati ravity and her cackling stump and the most famous of the five the tale of the three brothers the audiobook is narrated by some wizarding world stars including ivana lynch Luna, who narrates The Fountain of Fair Fortune. So make sure to listen to this when it comes out because we are excited. We are very excited. I literally want to borrow a kid and listen to it with them because <laughs> it's just going to be so cute. And the fact that it's set to music, oh my God. Like everybody needs to get this. Like hoard your Audible and Amazon money. Like seriously. <laughs> So next up, this is for our London Potterheads and everybody going to London this year. 
The Warner Bros. Studio Tour London is doing a Slytherin takeover called A Celebration of Slytherin. It opens from April 3rd and goes through September 6th. They are going to be decorating the Great Hall in Slytherin colors of green and silver. And they are going to be celebrating a victory of the Slytherin House Cup. Also, they are going to be having the Malfoy family costumes and Voldemort's looks on display. And this is super exciting. You are going to get to go to the Slytherin Common Room to remember the scene in Chamber of Secrets when Harry and Ron take the Polyjuice Potion. Hi, Polly! To see if Malfoy is the heir of Slytherin. If you want to find out more information and ticket information, go to the Warner Bros. Studio Tour London's website. This is going to be so cool. I wish I lived I want to go to London. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to London. To London. Lastly, this was announced a little bit ago, so I thought I would share. So Mima Lima are releasing their own illustrated edition of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone through Bloomsbury Books and Scholastic on October 20th. If you don't know who Mima Lima are, they are the graphic designers of the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts movies, and they also did the graphic design work for Diagon Alley in the Wizarding World Orlando. This edition of Sorcerer's Stone has colored illustrations on almost every page, and it has eight interactive special cutout features, including a Hogwarts letter, Diagon Alley shopping list, and Hogwarts castle. So I know this is a little bit far off because it is March and this comes out in October, but put it on your calendar right now because you are going to want to grab a copy of this when it comes out. That's going to be so cool. I'm so excited. And I think Jess has some Luna news for us. Jess, take it away. So in Luna news, if you guys don't know, Ivana Lynch plays Luna Lovegood. And in 2018, she was on a season of Dancing with the Stars, which was really exciting. And I was in school and sadly I missed it. So I'm not happy about that. But apparently she did really. Apparently she did really good, and her partner Kio Matsef, a South African dancer, and her made it to the final round. Unfortunately, they didn't win. They won third place. But the best part of her being on Dancing with the Stars was a video I saw on Entertainment Tonight, where the two actually got sorted into their Hogwarts houses. Ivana is a Gryffindor, and obviously Luna's a Ravenclaw. And Kyo is a Slytherin, which she thought was, like, super accurate. And I was like, that's <laughs> funny. So, um, but Ivana also opened up about her eating disorder and um, how Harry Potter helped her through it. So she says, before Harry Potter, I was quite sick. And the Harry Potter books really helped me through an eating disorder. She said that um, it was the only light I saw in the world at a very dark time. I find it also interesting that um, after she read the book, she became pen, ca- pen pals with J.K. Rowling, and that further helped her with her eating disorder. Then uh, she was cast as Luna. Um, she also told E.T. that a lot of people write to her who are struggling to fit in and who are bullied, and Luna has really helped them through this tough time. Ivana says that um, Luna gives them permission to be themselves and not feel ashamed for it. And that's awesome, you know? That's because awesome, a lot of, literally. Like, a lot of people have trouble fitting in high school, me included. Like, I'm the visually impaired blind girl. Like, no one wants to, you know, hang out with someone like that. So I didn't really have a lot of friends in high school. And the fact that we were talking about earlier about how, you know, Luna 
is is great and she's the odd one out but harry is that friend that that allows her a place in his group and that's really important growing up you know we need friends around us we need to be encouraged instead of put down and luna is definitely that encouraging light and i think that it's just fantastic and honestly like maybe playing luna maybe playing luna helped ivana come to terms with her own self-worth mm-hmm. that's just my I opinion so. it might yeah i agree yeah definitely um so let's talk about we already talked about how awesome luna is let's talk about some merch that you can get because obviously like let's face it as a luna fan like you need this merch (laughs) so um on amazon the funko pop movies harry potter action figure luna lovegood is on there and this action figure comes in her ravenclaw uniform she's really cute I have a bunch of Funkos, but I don't have Luna yet, so that's on my list. Um, but I do have this next item. It's the Luna Lovegood wand from Noble Collection. I actually got it for Christmas. Like, I was really excited that um, my parents always used to give us Christmas gifts, and they still do. Like, even though my brother and sister don't live at home, like, they still they still come out and they give us all our Christmas gifts, and it's really great. And they got me the Luna Lovegood wand, so I thought it was pretty cool. And... Um, Redbubble has a lot of cool merch, and there's a t-shirt that says, you're just as sane as I am, which is- Oh, I love it. That's one of my favorite, that's favorite, that, she says that in, uh, at the beginning of Order of the Phoenix, when they see the Thestrals, Harry asks her if she can see, see them, and then he thought it was kind of odd, and Luna's like, oh, you're just as sane as I am. <laughs> so that's that's my from. favorite, though. Like, I need this shirt. Um, so definitely check out Redbubble. Um, they also have some cool stickers, I'm pretty sure, with Luna. Um, and I did see a phone case on there, but it wasn't as cool as a t-shirt. So, I, you know, it's nothing is as cool as that t-shirt. But <laughs> you can also get the coveted Ravenclaw adult robe, and you can get it on uh, the Universal Orlando website. Now, what's really irritating, you guys, is I found out that... Mm, I, mean, I, I think I know what you're going to say. Primark doesn't ship or have online orders right now. You have to go to a Primark store. So if you don't have a Primark store near you, you can't get any of their cool stuff. So this is like the only robe that I saw online that you can actually purchase. And it's over $100, which is like... Yeah, I I really want my Hufflepuff robe, but I I was even at Universal in Los Angeles. And like, I'm like, I'm not getting a robe. (laughs) I mean, if it's that much money, it has to be authentic. But at mm. the same time, it's like, your girl's broke. Like, <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for all the Luna news. But, you know, we're not done talking about Luna yet because I think it's time for a book segment. Now it's time to dive into the book topic of the week for tales of magic and mischief. Luna, 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 time to talk about you. So, we first meet Luna in Order of the Phoenix on the Hogwarts Express. Right away, she looks so different from everybody else. She has a Butterbeer cap necklace. She's wearing her wand behind her ear. And she's reading the Quiver upside down. Her voice is described as being dreamy. And often, she is described as turning up in places with a air of not really knowing how she got there. I love so. a couple of Luna's odd qualities that Demi just described, but specifically I love the hats that she wears at Quidditch matches. <laughs> like, when we talked about them, like, I love her eagle hat and her lion hat. 
<laughs> yes, the lion hat roars, and it just makes me so happy. Like she's the most enthusiastic fan, even though sometimes she doesn't know what's going on. Like and it's she really even, funny. She doesn't even care. It's like she just, she's like, oh yeah, I got this hat that roars. No big deal. I'm just walking into the great hall with a roaring hat. It's really great. I love how enthusiastic she is about everything. Like, even if people around her don't like her, she's like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah. everything's good. Everything's fine. So she's just very different. And Jenny is the one who introduces her by saying that she is in her year, but in Ravenclaw. And I often kind of think of characters of having secondary houses. And yes, Luna is a true Ravenclaw, but she does have a lot of Gryffindor in her because she's very brave. So I thought we could start off by talking a little bit about her bravery. The fifth book really kicks off with her bravery. And we see this first when Harry uh, sees a vision of Sirius being tortured and he needs to know if this is actually happening. So they have to sneak into Umbridge's office and look through her fireplace. And Luna and... I'm pretty sure it's Ginny standing yes, guard yeah. outside Umbridge's office. Yeah. Yeah, so they stand guard, and they get caught, and Luna's just gagged, and she's sitting there going, oh, this is no big deal. <laughs> escape. And they're like, let's ride Thestrals to the ministry. Everybody's like, how are we get into the ministry, Harry? And Luna's like, we're spy, of course. And they're like, yeah, we can't just sprout wings whenever we want to. And she's like, there's other ways of flying the Thestrals, and... That's just a, such a clever thing. Like, if I was in a high-stress situation, I would have been like, yo, let's ride these winged black horses that fly and that can take you places. Like, that's just a big moment for her. And also, the, just going to the ministry in general for this battle that takes place, Harry, Ron, Hermione, Ginny, and Neville are all Gryffindor. And Luna's the only one going who isn't. So that just shows that she's very brave. I mean, the battle is definitely dramatic, but... I often forget that Luna plays a big part in this battle, and maybe mm-hmm. it's just because I'm focused on the big three, but mm-hmm. um, I forgot that Ron actually gets hit by something that makes him confused, mm-hmm. and Luna's actually there to protect him. And later, when Ginny was seized by the ankle, Luna protects her, and they're able to get away from the Death Eaters and meet up with Harry and Neville. And then Luna and Neville um, help help in um the rest of the battle with everybody and Mm -hmm. you know unfortunately obviously Sirius dies but we also see that point where we see Luna's other quality kicking in which is her spiritual quality when they talk about the people behind the veil you know the people that die you can actually hear their voices uh in the afterlife Mm -hmm. and it's really quite interesting because Hermione who's the type of character who's like no, there's no, there's nothing there. I can't hear anything. And, and Harry and Luna are like, well, we've experienced death and we can hear this. And it's kind of like foreshadowing to the Deathly Hollows. And, and it's kind of tied into the Thestrals too, you know, because Harry and Luna and Neville are the only ones that could see the Thestrals. And that's probably why Hermione hasn't witnessed death. So she hasn't experienced that emotion on that deep level. Um, so when they're at the, by the archway with the veil and Harry and Lena are like, there's voices. Hermione's like, there's nothing there. Like she can't hear them but this shows like a big connection between harry and luna which we kind of see later when they're back at hogwarts and they open up about like how harry lost Sirius, and luna shares like how her mom passed away when she was eight years old eight nine 
nine? I think it's nine. I think something around. I think it's eight. Eight, eight. I think it is eight too. Yeah, eight years old. Because her mom was an extraordinary witch who one of her spells went badly one day. But she has this, how Jess was saying, like a spiritual aspect to her when she's saying like, oh, well, it's not like we'll never see them again. Like, I'm definitely going to see my mom again. You heard her. She's just beyond the veil, you know? So that quality comes out with her too. I really like that. And it also goes into the whole thing how Luna is just very open to the world around her. She's Mm -hmm. open to listening to what Harry has to say about Voldemort and how he came back in the Mm -hmm. beginning of Order. And she's just open to his his opinions and she's trusting to Harry. She's like, I haven't seen it for myself, but I trust you. Mm -hmm. And she's just very, like, also open to her dad's crackpot theories about, you know, Crumblehorn's attacks (laughs) and everything like that. She's very respectful of everybody. Like, she respects her father and she reads his work and she tries to, you know get on with his theories and believe what he says because he's Mm -hmm. her father and she respects him and she has a weird upbringing but I think that brings so much to the story like Mm -hmm. if there was no Luna there would be no like Harry Harry's personality expanding even more by showing his kindness and letting her into the group and there Mm -hmm. would be no like um talk of how kind of like in high school these days some people don't fit in and some people aren't accepted Mm -hmm. and Luna's the one that's accepted and that just makes Hogwarts even much of a even more of a better place you know yeah and going off of that like moving on to the next book in Half-Blood Prince when Luna is commentating that Quidditch match she's out there like pointing at Ollie's shaved clouds and Professor McGonagall's like um the score Luna but she's like oh look at this that cloud and it's just like she's just so fun and even Ron who like I feel like Harry was more approachable to Luna but Ron was kind of more hesitant I feel like and Ron was in the hospital wing at the time during that Quidditch match and he could hear the commentary and he even told Luna like I that was really good commentary and then in that moment when um Luna walks away from them Ron even tells Harry and Hermione like she's growing on me Luna so you really see like in, in Half-Blood Prince how Luna is starting to really become their friends and another part in Half-Blood Prince where it shows her friendship is when Harry asks her to Slughorn's Christmas party which I think is adorable because this is a high stress situation with everything going on um and Harry even mentions that it was worth bringing her along to the party because she was such a laugh and just such a kind-hearted and fun person to be around. Even though she can be odd sometimes, she's really, like, like the life of the party. Yeah, I love that. I love how free-spirited she is. She's just like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to talk to whoever I want. I'm going to be whoever I want. And if people, you know don't accept that that's cool but Mm -hmm. I have friends that do and that's just really great you know it's Mm -hmm. it's freeing it's really shows kids who read these books that you know you Mm -hmm. can be whoever you want to be and Mm -hmm. like Ivana Lynch was saying in that article like you can't be ashamed of it or you shouldn't be ashamed of it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Um, wait, one more thing about the party. When he asked her, he was in transfiguration class and one of his eyebrows was yellow because he just did a spell wrong. And Luna's like, oh, your eyebrow's yellow. Is that for the party? Do you want me to turn my eyebrow yellow too? <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> I just think that's like so adorable she and like that just shows how observant she is too like yeah he has a, he has a yellow eyebrow and she's like 
oh, your eyebrow's yellow. Should I do that too? And it's just like, it, do- it doesn't really phase her in a way that if I would have saw someone with the eyebrow yellow, I would be like, yo, why's your eyebrow yellow? I wouldn't be like, hey, should I do that too? <laughs> She's just so different. I love it. <laughs> She's my favorite. She's like that odd friend that just observes different things and that you mm-hmm. just really idolize for it. You know, like some stuff mm-hmm. that I wouldn't notice or that I wouldn't see. Like, she mm-hmm. just kind of comments on it. And she's just, like, just so with it, too. Like, she, mm-hmm. she makes people think that she's not with it sometimes. Yeah. She's, you know, constantly secluded or... Mm-hmm. Kind of in her own world a little down. bit. Like, yeah, and people are like, oh, well, don't, don't you know that you're reading this upside down? And, mm-hmm. and don't you pay attention? But she's really there. And I think mm-hmm. I just really like that part about her. Mm-hmm. And also, and- let's talk about my favorite thing, which is her and the DA. That is my favorite thing. Yes. And, and yes. Like, and when she's in it and then she relaunches it. That's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's when, um, in the Deathly Hallows, when Harry, Ron, and Hermione are off hunting these horcruxes. And Luna is back at Hogwarts, like, doing everything she can to fight from the inside. Like, she is there alongside Ginny and Neville when they try to steal the Sword of Gryffindor out of the headmaster's office. Like, she's right there doing that. And then and then you see how she gets taken by the Death Eaters because of what her dad is writing in the Quibbler. But when she's down in that cellar... Like her kindness really shows out too, and her bravery because she's there for Mr. Ollivander a lot. Yeah, I was really sad when they had Mr. Ollivander. I, I, he's just this gentle soul like Luna, mm-hmm. and she was just so kind to him. And like she didn't expect anything in return, even after her wand mm-hmm. broke. But Mr. Ollivander like got mm-hmm. gave her one for free. He's like, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and I just I love that. And she was also mm-hmm. sure of herself. She wasn't mm-hmm. cowering. She was like, you know, we're going to be rescued. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. just got to hold on. Like, that shows resilience and bravery. Yeah. Like, she and, was brave mm-hmm. from the moment that her mother died, you mm-hmm. know, and she just kept going. She was one who untied the ropes from Harry and uh, Ron, too. Like, she was like, um, Ron, can you, like, click the deluminator and give me some light? I'm going to just unrope you guys. So she's, like, right with it in, like, those shut situations. And also... This part makes me cry all the time. After Dobby dies and she closes his eyes and basically says a eulogy and thanks him for getting her out of the cellar and basically says, like, I hope you're happy now and thank you. And that's just her heart in that moment. Like, and it's just it's my one of my favorite parts, even though it's so sad when Dobby dies. I just cry every time. But seeing Luna do that is such a touching moment. Yeah, I mean, and just think about how, like, J.K. does all these characters. Like, mm-hmm. there's three dimension to every single character. Even the little house elf that we just think adores Harry, and that's about it. He has his mm-hmm. brave, yeah. he has his brave moment. And Luna recognized that, and that's why I say that she's such a respectful person, because she, like I said, she respected her father, but she also respects Dobby as yeah. a person and not a servant, right? Like, mm-hmm, he's yeah. more than meets the eye, and she notices that. Mm-hmm, yeah. She notices that about everybody, and that's just amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And this brings us to the end of Deathly Hallows, and Luna really explodes into this incredible, intelligent, brave character. And when Harry, Ron, and Hermione finally make it back to Hogwarts, and they're looking for the last Horcrux, they think it has something to do with Ravenclaw, but they don't know what it is, they don't know where it is, and they go into the Room of Requirement, and the whole DA is there, and they're asking for help, and Luna's one that pipes up and is like, oh, the lost died, them a Ravenclaw. And everyone's like, Luna is lost. That's the point. Duh. So they're all kind of like making fun of her. But this is such an intelligent moment because Luna's like, oh, well, it's been lost for centuries. But hey, Harry, like there's a replica of it in the Ravenclaw common room. I can go show you. So then he sees it. And then it takes him a little bit of time after he talks to the gray lady and everything. But then it hits him like, oh, my gosh, that's in the room of hidden things, like where I hid my my potions book in my sixth year you know and like so that whole thing with the luna being like let's look for the lost item of ravenclaw that sparked this entire thing and he's able to destroy that horcrux so my favorite part there so the big three are surrounded by dementors right and yeah luna is there and she's telling harry like you can do this like think of something yeah. happy like we're all mm-hmm. here we're all not gonna yeah. die you know because yeah. we're here and He's mm-hmm. like, he just summons this stag, and I'm just like, yeah. wow. Like, if yeah. she wasn't here, you know, mm-hmm. she just becomes this integral character that mm-hmm. JK just, like, she comes out of nowhere in the fifth book. And here she mm-hmm. is just, like, telling Harry, you know, you can do this. Yeah, I'm, I I'm think her direct quote is, about- we're all still here, we're still fighting. I think that's what she says. We're all still here, we're still fighting. I think that's what she says. Yeah. 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 Oh, and that's, that's yeah, it's huge. Any part of life. It's, mm-hmm. it's true in all all of life's hardships. Like we're still here, we're still fighting, we're still here for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, also my other favorite part is I forgot that there was someone fighting Bellatrix before Mrs. Weasley because yeah. I just skipped that part because I yeah. like the part where Mrs. Weasley kills Bellatrix. But it was Ginny <laughs> and Hermione who were fighting Bellatrix mm-hmm. before yeah. Mrs. Weasley stepped in, mm-hmm. and you know that's just like. Holy cow. That's wild. You know, this, it's yeah. Bellatrix. That's like Voldemort's right hand. And she's sitting there like dueling her. When back in when the DA started, like she was struggling. And then she's out here dueling one of the most powerful, loyal Death Eaters to Voldemort. You know, like that's just crazy. And it just shows how much she grew. Like, yeah, like you mentioned, like literally only in three books that we've known her, but her character is insane. Really is. It's just amazing. I love Luna. I mean, mm-hmm. we could spend hours analyzing her character and I, I think we should and we could one day. Um, <laughs> but um, let's just just wrap up by saying that she is just obviously one of my favorite characters, and I mentioned this mm-hmm. earlier, but mm-hmm. I just love her. Like, there's so much admiration yep. for Luna. Mm-hmm. She gives people so much hope for for a character who just looks like she could be, you know, just a lost in the, the sidelines. Kind of person. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so much hope that like you can change that and you can mm-hmm. step up, and that's yeah. what she did. Like, that's what mm-hmm. you should do as you yeah. grow up. You should learn how to step up, and she definitely yeah. did. Um, and she has all of these incredible qualities, but she will always be a Ravenclaw to heart. So always remember, wit beyond measure is man's greatest treasure. And that wraps up 
our first episode of Lumos Maxima. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at Lumos Maxima Cast. Let us know your thoughts about Luna. And stay tuned for our next episode coming in April. And also, if you guys um, are so inclined and you cosplay Luna, please send us your pictures. Yes, please. I would adore that so much. Yeah, that would be so yeah. cool. So thank so you guys so much. We had so much fun preparing this for y'all. We hope you enjoyed it. See you next time. Thank you for coming back to Hogwarts with us in this episode of Lumos Maxima, the Rolling Library podcast. Hedwood's theme and leaving Hogwarts in this episode were originally composed by John Williams and arranged by your favorite Hufflepuff. Until next time, three, two, one, Knox.